don't bring an opinion to a data fight. Come with the data and present the results. Here we go. It's the Jelly Marketing Podcast. Hi, and thank you for joining us for episode nine of the Jelly Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Rod Jans. On the Jelly Marketing Podcast, we ask global industry leaders from world-class brands to share their best practices, stories, innovations, and more to help you move your agency, business, or organization ahead. Our topic for today is how to manage online marketing projects. In this episode, we discuss how our guest became a project manager at Jelly Marketing, several tips on how to manage projects and work with clients so that projects keep moving and everybody wins. Our guest, Aman Fazal, is a project manager at Jelly Marketing. Aman believes social media is about being human, being real, and being responsible. His passion lies in connecting people and building authentic relationships, both online and offline. Aman loves to integrate his experience in customer service and social media management with Jelly Marketing's clients' digital marketing strategies. Fueled by coffee and lifelong learning, Aman can often be found enjoying new things like affogato or geeking out with gadgets. Stay tuned to the end of the interview where we find out what Aman likes to spread on his toast. Episode 9, let's keep that project moving. Here we go. Hi, Aman. Thanks for joining me on the Jelly Marketing Podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. It's great. Aman is the project manager at or is a project manager at Jelly Marketing. You have more than one, don't you? We have more than one. I am the uh, second best project manager here. Uh, Sarah is our <laughs> other one. Were you doing social media sort of project mar- marketing before that? Is is this sort of a new title for you? It is. So I actually started at Jelly um, last year as social media coordinator and um, has kind of transitioned my way into project management. So still a little bit of social media, um, and, and now project management, um, uh, as well. Before we dive in too much to do with what your, your job is and, and what Jelly Marketing does. Actually, you're the first person from Jelly Marketing that we have interviewed. So oh, yeah, yeah. Thank, thank you for doing that. And congratulations on being the first. <laughs> Thanks. That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Did you grow up in Vancouver in the Vancouver area? I did. I was uh, born and raised in uh, Surrey, BC. Uh, we've lived in the same house uh, since I was born and since even before that. So my parents came to Canada from East Africa in the 70s and um, been in the same house ever since. And what got you first interested in marketing? Um, what got me first interested in marketing was actually um, an intro class that I took uh, at Kwantlen um, Polytechnic. Uh, so I actually started after high school. I, I started in school in university and, uh, thought what I wanted to do was computer science. So I pursued a computer science degree. Um, started at Kwantlen. I did a couple business classes just out of general interest and thought it was important for me to do. Uh, that included accounting and, and an intro to marketing class, but mainly focused on computer science and then, uh, I eventually transferred over to SFU in Burnaby. Uh, I was there for uh, probably a year or two, again, computer science, and slowly started to realize that it just wasn't wasn't what I enjoyed, didn't want to do it, and um, 
did a little bit of soul searching and, and realized that I actually quite enjoyed that first year marketing class that I took. Um, I loved my professor. I loved the content. I loved all, everything about it. So I thought I would, you know, try a second marketing class. And it just so happened that around that time, uh, Quantlin announced their marketing degree um, as part of their business program. So I thought it would be cool, A, to, to try it out because it's brand new and B, to, um, yeah, try something that kind of piqued my interest when I, when I was initially exposed to it. I'm just reading your bio and something stands out to me to me here it says fueled by coffee <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah, when I, I first called him on our listeners won't know this but he had to he had to get a grab a cup of coffee before we even started the interview it's true i made rod wait for me while i while, I, while my coffee brewed i uh i i like my coffee i like a lot of it uh, so <laughs> so i do consider myself probably well fueled by coffee that's for sure <laughs> your bio also says that you can be found enjoying new things like Affogato. What is affogato? I don't know what that is. Oh, Rod, let me tell you. An affogato, <laughs> uh, I, I discovered uh, last year or two years ago. And uh, I first discovered it at Ernest Ice Cream. And an affogato is, if you could ever imagine two of the best things combined into one, um, that is an affogato. So an affogato is a shot of espresso with a scoop of ice cream. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, that sounds yeah, good. So good. <laughs> I like it already. Yeah. Oh, it's great. And here in Fort Langley, there's a couple of great places that have it. But um, any good, um, authentic, I would say, coffee shop um, or ice cream shop, actually, um, will give you a, a delicious affogato. And how did you get connected to Jelly Marketing? Did you, were you just responding to an ad or did you meet Darian somewhere? Or how did that all start? So um, my... I guess interaction with jelly marketing probably goes back to uh, a couple of years ago when uh, I was kind of approaching the end of my degree and realized at that point that I had done uh, no networking for myself and for my career. And as I got closer to being done, I, I thought that instead of being behind the eight ball, I'd hopefully get a little bit more ahead of it than I had been. And I came across these Google events that were taking place across the lower mainland by Google partners. And um, one of the ones I came across was one hosted by Jelly Marketing. Um, I had heard of Jelly Marketing because at Quantlin, I, I was a part of the KPU Marketing Association or the KPUMA, a club run by students for really everybody who has an interest in marketing. And so we had reached out to Jelly a couple of times. They attended one of our, um, one of our networking events. So I was familiar with the agency and I saw that they were hosting this, uh, Google breakfast, uh, at uh, at the Vancouver Club. And so I attended. There was hundreds of other people people there, so I, I didn't even think anyone really even noticed me. Um, but I sat, learned a lot. Google was there and talking about, if I remember correctly at that time, talking about uh, Google Glass and, and um, some of the cool things that, that, were, that were supposed to come up with that. And then I just kind of stayed in touch. And around that same time, with my networking outreach, I came across a conference called the Canadian Internet Marketing Conference, or CIMC. And it j just so happened they were looking for, for volunteers. And I volunteered myself. I helped a little bit with the social media and helped a little bit with some of the outreach across Canada with, with other agencies. Um, and during my time volunteering with uh, CIMC, which, uh, which Jelly is kind of one of the partner hosts with, with our friends Morwick Marketing, at that right around that same time jelly marketing had an opening for a social media coordinator so i i had seen it um and i'd of course loved the people i had already been working with 
Um, and so I, so I applied and, uh, and that was that. The rest, uh, I went through the interview process, but, but again, I, I feel like I was at a slight advantage because I had been working with these guys for, for so many months and, and gotten to, gotten to know them and gotten really close with them. Relatively speaking, you're pretty new in the industry, but you know, would you have, what advice would you have for other people that are just starting out? I, I hear a couple things in your story that sound uh, really wise, actually, <laughs> that you know, oh, really? that you volunteered for at an event for a company that you thought you might work with. What, what advice do you have for other people starting out in the marketing industry? Yeah, I think it's important to, to definitely get to know the industry and, and to have a sense of what I guess you want to do. Don't be afraid to meet new people and to network. I think being, uh, being an introvert myself, I often struggle to, to go out there and, and strike conversations with new people. But networking is, is one of those things where it, it doesn't have to necessarily be a conversation. It can actually be a really enriching experience. And if anything, you'll learn something about the other person and you probably learn a little something about yourself. And, and that person probably has so much to share with you. So, so don't be afraid to do it and put yourself out there. And- and really invest in, in yourself and invest in your career. So, you know, nowadays people often might say they don't have time to volunteer or time to really do anything outside of school work and, you know, hang out with their friends or be on their phones. But volunteering, I think, is an important investment both in yourself, in the community, and I think an important value to have. And so, um, are, are very important. And, and also just being in the know, being updated, finding ways to, to always know, I guess, what's happening, whether it's, you know, social media, email digest, subscribing to blogs, whatever you can do to be on top of what's happening, um, will put you at an advantage over anybody else. Uh, yeah, there's, gotcha. there's lots of companies out there that, uh, say that they're marketing agencies. There's lots of people that say they do marketing and, mm. uh, and, and every marketing company is, is quite unique. Tell us just a little bit about jelly marketing and, and what makes the, them unique. Sure. So um, Jelly has kind of three core competencies, social media, digital ads, and PR. Obviously, everybody's everybody's an expert in social media, or, or so they claim. And, you know, ads, ads you can run and PR you can do like it's all it, it, as individual silos. There's lots of places around that may do them. One of the things that keeps Jelly, I, I'd say unique is we get to um, kind of mix all those together and what actually comes out and <laughs> what actually comes out is, is really good jelly. So when, when you mix all those kind of into, into one happy little package, you actually get to see results. So you get to see awesome PR fueled by ads. You get to see great PR fueled by social or great social fueled by, by really good PR. So it's how all three of them work together to make one, one, great big successful campaign i think is what keeps jelly unique is we get to do that all in-house with with a great group of smart people that's great thanks for sharing that i've been doing this jelly marketing podcast and i never really understood the analogy where the name came from so now i know (laughs) well actually depending on who you ask and and what mood they're in you might get different answers about um why the name jelly came about that's your answer (laughs) <laughs> That's my answer. And uh, Darian, who's our principal, will probably have his own answer. And then somewhere in there, there'll be the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have to get Darian on the show sometime and ask him. Yeah, I'll, I'll ask yeah. him that question where the name came from. And we'll see how your stories match. <laughs> yeah, <That's, laughs> yeah I'd actually be interested to compare them myself. <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about your job. Just so people know, is is 
Aman is actually my project manager for the <laughs> for the Jelly Marketing Podcast, and uh, he tries to uh, make sure that I'm meeting deadlines and and communicating properly and letting them know what's going on. And he's there every week to offer me any sort of help that I need. So describe your job a little bit, and then maybe we'll we'll dive down a little bit more and just talk about project management. Sure. I guess, yeah, part of my job is to try to keep Rod in line. Uh, but uh, <laughs> the rest of it is, you know, like I said, with, with our three departments, social ads and PR, what, what I try to do is, is try to kind of coordinate all of them, make sure, A, that our clients are happy with our results, B, that um, everyone's working their hardest to do um, the great work that, that everyone, that we're all capable of. There's the standard project management tasks, you know, make sure everyone's on time and make sure there's no spelling mistakes and make sure everything happens in the right order so that you can, um, you know, take the next step. But I think one of, one of my favorite parts about my job is I also get to interact with the clients a lot. So I get to be kind of our clients point people for Jelly. So it means I get to meet them a lot, talk to them on the phone a lot, exchange a lot of emails with them and, and just really be in touch with them. And I get to find different ways to let them know that I'm thinking about them. So if I come across, say, say an article that's relevant to their industry or something I think that they'd be interested in, I get to add that extra little personal touch. So that interaction piece and, and kind of seeing the joy both on my team's face as well as our clients' faces um, when something goes really well is, is, I'd say, my favorite part about my job. And part of my job is to make sure that everyone is smiling. It's, it's an interesting dance, isn't it? Being a project manager, because you have to, you need things from your client just to, to mm. stay on time, you know? And, and I think one of the biggest complaints I hear from people who build websites, for example, is that is getting the content that they need from their, their clients. Do you have any tips for other project managers on how to work with your, your clients and to keep them on task and, and keep them on time? Well, I think one of the things that we've always, that we always emphasize here at Jelly with our clients right off the bat is, um, they, they are less our clients and more our partners in the sense that, um, our success is their success and their success is our success. So we're really in this one together. It's not about kind of that agency client relationship necessarily. And so, um, so, Again, we try to emphasize that and try to emphasize the importance of giving us the tools that we need and equipping us with the tools that, that we need to, to do really great work. Sometimes the clients that we have have, you know, a million other things on their plate that they need to deal with. And often their, their digital or their jelly project manager falls way kind of way down on that priority list. But for us, it's, it, we emphasize the importance, emphasize the partnership and, Things end up being kind of tickety-boo. Like we, again, we work with them. Sarah and I both do our best to schedule kind of regular check-ins with our clients. So at the very least, um, we're talking to our clients once every couple of weeks, you know, once every month even, just to make sure everyone has what they need. Because often it's not that a client is ignoring you or, or, or kind of brushing you off. It's just that it more often than not has just kind of slipped their mind and they need the extra little nudge. You don't have to mention any names, any client names or anything like that, but what's been sort of the, what's been the funnest project you've worked on and what do you feel is sort of the biggest win uh, Mm. as far as a project that you've worked on? Well, I have a lot of fun projects and some that come to mind right now would be Splashdown Waterpark for one. 
after 33 years, it's in its last year and we get to be kind of part of the last hurrah for them. Um, so that's been really exciting because they're, I mean, they're a great client to work with. They, they, they've kind of embraced that, that concept of partnership really so fully. So they're, they trust us. We trust them. We, we get to shoot any idea their way and they're open to, to listening to it. And if we're out of our minds, they'll tell us we're out of our minds. And if we're onto something, they'll tell us that we're onto something. So that's a lot of fun to have that kind of freedom and openness with a client. So, so that makes it really fun. And because Splashdown is kind of such a staple here in, in Vancouver and in the lower mainland, it makes it really nice to work with, um, work with an organization or work with a brand that is kind of known for bringing people so much happiness. So that one's a lot of fun to work with. Another client that I have a great deal amount of fun with is uh, Trading Post. So Trading Post is a, a brewery that's opened up in Langley and they've recently opened up an eatery in, uh, in Fort Langley, now which actually across the street. So it becomes a great lunch spot for, for us. And they're a lot of fun because in addition to also being really great people and, and embracing the, the concept of partnership, we, I actually got involved with that project very early from when I was a social media coordinator. And so if I remember correctly, I've been working with them since last summer. So actually closing in on a year now. And I got to see that, that brewery go from what was an old building to actually or flatland even to, to becoming the brewery. So it, it's almost, I, I feel like a, a personal connection to it because I've actually seen it built literally from the ground up. And also same thing for the eatery. I've seen it develop and seen it open and see it flourish. And I've seen people get excited about it and I've seen how successful it's been. So it's, it's been a lot of fun to, it's almost like my little baby. I get to watch it grow. So that, that was a lot of fun too. Cool. I know you've been listening to the podcast. I keep talking and asking my guests, you know, the, and creating the scenario that if uh, I started Rodney's Craft Brew, how would they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what would they suggest? Yeah. Maybe now that yeah. you've had that experience, we could do that together. We could. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, one of the things I've learned about the craft beer community, if that's what, if I think that's what they call themselves, is that they don't really view themselves as competition to one another. They're actually community in in their truest sense. So they'll they'll often be open to one another for for advice or tips or uh, you know like hey man this is kind of something i'm noticing um what do you notice so they're always they're all always talking and all always open with one another and it's almost like they're 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 friends and not competitors which is actually quite unique i think um and i i don't know a lot of industries that are like that so absolutely we could go into it and i know we'd be in great company yeah, I've seen that too. Here in uh, Port Moody, there's four craft brew places all on the same street. They all make oh, great yeah. beer. And nice. uh, last year they made a beer together or may, it made it might have even been this year. And so, wow. yeah, instead of really competing together or against each other, they found a way to collaborate. And the, and the beer that they made was actually really good. Yeah, that's amazing. I, I think that that's, that's really the way to do it, right? Like everyone's got their own fans and their own kind of customer base and it's all about, I guess, providing everyone with a unique experience, but not necessarily shunning <laughs> the would-be competition and, and making them your friend. So I'm wondering if you have any tips for our listeners. As you know, better than anyone, the Jelly Marketing Podcast is for marketers, and we're, we're trying to give a few tips to people who are in the marketing business. Does anything come to mind for, for you today? Um, well, one of the things that I kind of always suggest to anybody marketing is, is kind of the number one rule which um, I don't think is going to be new for anyone's anyone's ears, is um, to know your audience. I think that anytime you do something, 
um, whether it's on, on social media or whether it's you're creating an ad or no matter what the form of media, if you don't know and understand your audience, then, um, you're, you're setting yourself up for failure. I think that if you're sending the wrong message, using the wrong words, using the wrong imagery, using even the wrong platform, you're really, you're wasting money. So I think the number one thing will always be to, to know your audience. And part of knowing your audience means doing your research. So sometimes there's often a battle, even within our, within, within, within our agency, we'll often have healthy, constructive debates about whether it's better to be um, first or whether it's better to be right. So if there's say a, a trend or, a, or, a, you know, a new thing or something happening, do you want to be one of the first to announce it? And do you want to be the one breaking the news? Or do you want to be the person who's a little late to the party, but has actually thought it through and, and contributed something valuable to the conversation. So I think my advice would be to figure out which stance or which kind of, which side of that you stand on and, and to make sure that that's how you frame your, uh, I guess your actions um, on, on social media specifically, but, but also really any, any marketing. Um, I, I, I'd, I'd say those two are key uh, that come to mind right away. And that can be a challenge too, right? Like you got to know your, you have to know who you're working with and then you have to sort of draw that out of and figure that out for your, for your customers too. Like, like, let's say, for example, you're working with a furniture store. You got to yeah. know the owner of the furniture store, but you also have to know their target audience. Do you have any suggestions for us? How do, how do you figure those things out? Well, I think that uh, that's, you bring up a good point is, you know, as an agency, we're pitching to our client. Um, and we obviously want to, pitch something we know that they're going to, that they're going to um, accept and agree with and, and want to do. But at the end of the day, one of the things actually Darian told me that he heard at a, at a conference, um, which is, which is kind of an interesting bit of insight is that our clients are actually our clients' clients. And so, you know, coming back to the analogy of the furniture, the furniture store, as much as the furniture store is our client, so too is their customer, in fact, more so. So anything we do is really for that customer. And so um, trying to be able to wade through that can, can be challenging, I, I would agree. But I think ultimately, you have, to, you have to be able to back up what you're doing. And if, you, uh, if you're going to pitch to your client, pitch something that they're going to accept, but also pitch them the reason that you're doing it and pitch them kind of the data. So one of the, one of the things that we recently heard at a conference, uh, the CTA conference put on by Unbounce, um, and you had, you had Ollie on, so he's probably talked about it too. But one of the things that came up in one of the talks was don't bring an opinion to a data fight. So come with the data and present the results and uh, you'll be able to kind of filter through and be able to really focus on your audience and what's going to work on your, well, your end audience really. That's really good. That's, that's a quotable quote there. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, but don't credit me with it because I stole it, but it's a, it's a really good one. Yeah. So that's from Ollie Gardner from, or was it from another speaker at the, at the it uh, was, CTA conference? I think it was from another speaker at the conference that, um, that unbounce, that unbounce hosts. Okay. But we will yeah. give a shout out to Ollie Gardner from Unbounce. He was on an earlier episode. Yeah. He was cool. So he, he deserves a shout out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Good. Well, thank you so much, Amon, for all of that, the things that you shared. We're going to go into the, the jelly marketing lightning round here. Okay. And, uh, I, I know you probably know how it works. We just have some quick questions that we want to ask you. You can take your time answering them. And, cool. uh, I, I know you just have to have been waiting for this question. And it's probably the whole reason why you're doing this interview, but 
So the first question is, uh, because we're the Jelly Marketing Podcast, what do you like to spread on your toast? Ooh, I'm torn because I know I have to say jelly, but the honest <laughs> answer is peanut butter. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> do you just go straight peanut butter or do you put something on top of your peanut butter? Oh, straight peanut butter, the crunchy good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, no, that is actually it. <laughs> <laughs> you like the natural crunchy kind of peanut butter or the- yeah what's the uh i think it's like the adams stuff yeah the adams is that's the good peanut butter if it's got the oil on top it means it's good that's what i've learned <laughs> and isla collins from yelp that was her same spread as well and then she recommended nice. that you store the peanut butter upside down in your fridge yes and then when I you re- take it out the oil all mixes into the peanut butter easier i guess yes i remember hearing that that's brilliant <laughs> <laughs> we we are saving the world one piece of toast at a time. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I know things can get a little bit stressful in the marketing world and uh, when you're managing different projects and stuff like that. What do you do to handle stress? I really rely on my team a great deal. They, uh, they pull me out of a lot of dark places. So I think if I am getting frustrated or if I am getting short-tempered even I, I kind of just I just take a look around the room and, and look at the great people that I'm surrounded by and sometimes uh, we just we chat we we uh, go for walks Fort Lang is beautiful so we go for nice long walks but I, I think I rely very very heavily perhaps too heavily on on, on the on the team around me to, to kind of cheer me up on, on the days that I need it people might be interested in where the jelly marketing offices are, are situated just describe the the scene there Okay, so we're in um, we're in Fort Langley, which is the birthplace of, of BC. So a lot of heritage, older buildings. Our office is actually a heritage home that was converted into an office space. We're on Church Street. If any of the listeners are ever in Fort Langley, you're always welcome. We've got across from us, um, we kind of share a parking lot with a a bakery, which has been great, <laughs> a coffee shop, which there are uh, tons of here in Fort Langley. There is a, a great clothing store called Fort and & Co. And there is the lovely liquor store. And then Kitty Corner to us is the Trading Post Eatery. And the eatery is along the main road of Fort Langley, which is called Glover Road. And it's kind of a, a strip of just really cool shops. A lot of a lot of local, a lot of one-offs. Like the only chains here in Fort Langley that I've come across are um, Subway, PharmaSave, and Coast Capital Savings. Everything else is like is local mom-and-pop type thing. Very friendly, very neighborhoody. Darian, uh, principal of Jelly, lives here in Fort Langley, and you'll never walk the streets with Darian without him knowing at least ten people and, and kind of shouting across the street saying hello. Um, so it's very, very neighborly, very, very, um, very tight knit here in, in Fort Langley, and we're about a four minute walk from from the water, so we get we get uh, get to go relax by the water sometimes too. Are you an iPhone or an Android person? iPhone. Nice. What, very much so. What's your favorite iPhone app or online tool? Oh, my favorite iPhone app. Well, I guess it depends on the time. So right now, obviously, that uh, the Pokemon Go thing is the latest and greatest. And so I, 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 mean, I try, I've tried it here and there, but uh, I, I don't seem to be very good at it. <laughs> but my favorite app, I think, as of recently, has become Rock Clock. So... The, um, the alarm clock that um, Dwayne The Rock Johnson put out is one of my favorites, mostly because of the SAS. So 
the unique thing, if you, if you don't know about this alarm clock, is that there's no snooze. Um, you only get one chance to wake up and he'll uh, he'll kind of sing it. Yeah, I mean, you can pick a whole bunch of different things, but he'll sing at you or he'll kind of taunt you to wake up. And the the first time it sent me like five warnings that I hadn't woken up. And then eventually he's like, <laughs> something along the lines of he gives up and you're not waking up. And then he called me some, some mean name. <laughs> So uh, it's a fun app and it uh, helps me wake up in the morning. So that's good too. <laughs> so it's like waking up with a WWE wrestler in your room. Oh, yes. Well, <laughs> WWE wrestler slash big Hollywood star who, yeah. who again was reported as, as the highest paid actor in Hollywood, which is, uh, which is cool because I've, I've, I grew up watching him. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's moved on from being a, a wrestler to being something much more to being a, a movie star. Yeah. And <laughs> potentially one day president. <laughs> it's possible when you look, look at what Arnie did. He can maybe go one step further than Arnie. Sure. From yeah. To president. Oh, yeah. easily. Easily. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a favorite life or business hack to share? Something, a shortcut, a loophole that makes your life easier? I don't know if this counts as a hack. But um, one of the things that someone said to me that I always thought, like always kind of stuck with me is um, kind of to work, work smart. How is it? Work smart, not hard or something like that. We're all hardworking and we're all, um, yeah, all, all dedicated and, and we'll do kind of what it takes to, to get a job done. But I think there's there, working smart means working hard in addition to, to knowing your resources and knowing what's around you. So I think one of my number one hacks is to is to I guess know your resources and know what's available to you, know what's in your toolbox. Well, it's what's going to help your hard work become smart work. If that makes sense, that makes sense. Good stuff. Yeah. I know there's lots of causes out there, and it's it's hard to pick one. But just for the purposes of our interview, do you have a cause that's near and dear to you? There are there are certainly a lot of causes. Uh, one of the ones that's uh, very close to me is the Agathon Foundation. It's uh, founded by by the Aga Khan, and the website is uh, what is it? It's akfc.ca, and um, really, it's it's a foundation dedicated to uh, not even um, uh, reducing poverty, but eliminating it completely. So, um, tons of work around the world to um, to help people uh, help people in need, and. Um, and really alleviate or eliminate poverty completely. And so it's a, it's one that's close to my heart because of my, um, my religious or my faith background. I'm Ismaili and, um, uh, the Aga Khan is, is our spiritual leader. And so <clears throat> a lot of great initiatives that happen again all over, all over the, all over the world. Um, things that happen here in Vancouver every year. There's the World Partnership Walk, which happens in May. And just recently, I guess, in May, it, it, uh, took place and, and raised over a million dollars. And so, um, really, really great, really great foundation does really awesome work and it's something that I'm very proud of. Cool. If people want to reach out to you, how can they find you and get in touch? Uh, Twitter. So I am at Aman F. I'm sure you'll tag me, but it's a A M double A N and then an F, uh, is the best way to get me. It turns out I'm also not very good at, text message or email anymore and so twitter is the best way to to get a hold of me i currently have 29 unread text messages so that's not a good way to get a hold of me anymore so so twitter is probably the best okay they're stacking up <laughs> yeah group chats <laughs> it, uh, it uh it becomes hard to keep up 
Well, thanks mm-hmm. so much for joining us, Aman. It was uh, a pleasure talking to you. We should just say well, that, uh, that you have podcasted in the past yourself. What, what are the plans for your podcast? I heard a rumor that you might be starting it up again. Yeah, it's true. Um, my uh, really, really good friend Shahid and I started a podcast called The Noncast. It was it was a bit of a passion project where we uh, we actually it it's a it's a really funny backstory. We we hadn't seen each other in a while and just had kind of communicated um, over text message, and then finally got a chance to to grab lunch together. Lunch became coffee shortly after, and before we knew it, we had been sitting there talking to each other for something like six hours. Like we met at 12 or one and finished up around six 30 or something like that. And we're like, man, we can talk a lot. And it kind of inspired this idea where we love sitting and talking and having conversations about whatever. And so we'll start maybe talking about work, which will eventually transition into a conversation about, I don't know, a book we recently read. And then it'll transition into something happening in the world and and then just like one thing or the other. So it kind of inspired this idea where we could have these conversations that we normally do, but have them more frequently and, and record them. And the, the idea was to not really have a topic to the podcast, but really just come in with a general theme in mind. Um, and we would tell it like we would kind of decide the theme maybe a day or two before and just kind of sit down and, and record and chat. And the idea was it's just two guys out for a coffee talking about, religion for example or one of our uh, one of our dark episodes which never actually aired was on the on the topic of heat so we just talked all about heat and summer and then eventually started talking about apple products so that just gives you a sense of kind of the gamut that that we kind of talk about so we we talk a lot about uh starting again because it's been about a year since our last episode it's all just uh it's all about making time and we're we're both been been a little busy but hopefully hopefully it starts up again and and hopefully this this podcast inspires uh, a new one, a new non-cast. <laughs> it sounds like fun. It reminds me of uh, Seinfeld's comedians in cars having coffee. Two, yeah, yeah. <laughs> two interesting yeah. guys having coffee. <laughs> it, uh, I mean, that's a very similar concept. I'm probably just a lot less funny. <laughs> but the coffee is there. The that's coffee's true. there, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thanks again, Amon. It's been a pleasure talking to you today. Thanks, Rod. Uh, Thanks for having me on. This is uh, a lot of fun. Well, thanks again to Amon from Jelly Marketing for joining us on the ninth episode of the Jelly Marketing Podcast. If you'd like to check out some of the links and show notes from this episode, go to the Jelly Marketing Podcast page at jellymarketing.com and you'll find it under the blog tab of the website. Also, be sure and check us out on iTunes and leave a comment and a rating. We'd love to hear from you, and the more people that give us a rating, the more people we can reach. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. You can fly high. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
Get everything you need to keep your pets happy and healthy at Menards. Feed your canine companion the best with chicken soup for the soul. Their dog food is made with real quality ingredients. It provides well-balanced nutrition for supporting happy, healthy pets. Explore all our pet products in-store and on Menards.com. And check out more of our great deals going on now at Menards. Save